Welcome to the Roleplay Rescue Game Master's Journal. My name is Che Webster and I'll be taking you behind the scenes of my own Game Master journey. Each journal episode features my audio notes recorded here and there over the weeks between my regular gaming sessions. It's a pretty candid snapshot of my inner life as a gamer. So you have been warned. Game on. Saturday afternoon, early evening really, spent a goodly part of today recording for the podcast, um, got together a new episode for next weekend which was great, which by the time you hear this will obviously have already been released. I'm kind of finding it um, interesting actually, kind of working closer to the deadline. I guess in some respects it's more reflective of where I'm at at any given moment, and then downside obviously is that it's stressful, but there you go. Hobby-wise, I'm thinking about Traveller. Yeah, I know, you're laughing now, you're falling about, laughing your head off. My fantasy campaign, yeah, cool, working on it, not a problem. But I wanted a break today. And through denying myself anything other than Castle Crusades for about two weeks now, came to realise just how much I really do love Traveller as a game system and as a setting as well. I've always sort of liked the Third Imperium and I've really enjoyed all of the stuff, Um, but I realised that I actually do want to play in it. I really like it as a a universe. It's, It's so rich and detailed. So I guess on the one hand, there's me creating this entirely new world for fantasy. And on the other hand, I really just want to play in the Third Imperium. And I realised that, you know, my Friday Night guys, they're they're playing fantasy, that's fine. And the kids are playing fantasy, so there really isn't a group for this yet. That being said, there's nothing to stop me playing. Whether it's solo, I'm not entirely sure whether I want to go solo or whether I want to consider running a series of one-off adventures, or even a collected series of adventures, and effectively a small campaign, I don't know. There's a part of me that wants to take Traveller out. I'd kind of like to take Mongoose Traveller 2nd Edition out into game stores, or meet with players from across the region, or whatever, whomever really. And I feel better equipped to do that than I would with RuneQuest, which is what I was really thinking about doing come summertime, really. And there is this thought in my mind that I could perhaps prep something up for the summer. Alongside that, there's the thought that I could run something online. The first edition of Tra- Mongoose Traveller is available on Fancy Grounds as a, a, a rule set right now. And I'm p- kind of praying that somebody's going to do the second edition. I guess there's not a lot of difference. But the difference is enough. So, I don't know. If you're doing Fantasy Grounds Mongoose Traveller 2nd Edition and you hear this, could you please, like, I don't know, give me some sign and, you know, also hurry it along so I can play it because that would be really cool. So where am I? I'm sitting at home with Book 1, Characters and Combat from the starter set in my hands again. And I'm sitting here thinking about playing maybe in the Great Rift or even the Pirates of Drenak stuff over in the Trojan Reach. I don't know. 
but I am thinking about playing some Traveller. Of course, I never get very far. I Usually I roll up a character and kind of maybe run a quick fight to sort of get my head around the rules again, and then I kind of stop. So I'm not going to really release or talk about it very much more um, until I do something. I think if I do do something solo, I'm going to like do all of that stuff all the way through to the point where I've played an entire adventure, and then I might share that. But I don't know if I'll even get there. I don't really know where I'm at. I just realised that I want to play some science fiction and I am limiting myself. I thought it might, you know, for me, I thought it might have been the alternative RPG that I would turn back to, a classic kind of game. But I, I don't know, Traveller is my first science fiction game, my first love of that game, really. And I want to get back to it. Um, I'm all in. I've I bought just about everything there is from second edition. Certainly all of the box sets. Not necessarily all the adventures. There's a few to grab. But most of the stuff. And it seems to me that I'd really like to use it. Even if it is all just source material. So there I am. I'm confessing. I want to play Traveller. Sunday afternoon, I've just been spending some time today, um, once the chores are out of the way. Um, yeah, a little bit of time today doing a traveller character creation. I started this morning, and it's been a lot of fun, actually. Hala Turan created him. Uh, kind of unfortunate career, really. Um, off a desert world, and into the merchants, then into the scouts, drummed out of the scouts, um, due to sort of psychological breakdown in deep space. Got a brief career as an intelligence agent and then found out too much and kind of, again, had to go on the run. And I decided that was a great point to sort of start play. I've also been using the very alpha uh, World Anvil Heroes um, application, which I think goes live in a couple of days' time and which uh, looks very exciting. I'm not really supposed to talk about it, Um but I figure this uh, particular bit of recording will go out after it's been launched on the 24th. So, you know, it should be okay. It's good fun. It's allowed me just to sort of record each step of the creation process on a sort of a Twitter-like stream, really. Um, and fictionalised stuff, so that's been fun. Anyway, time for lunch. It's Monday night, and frankly, I'm feeling properly cheesed off. And in a lot of ways, I can't really say why. I just know that I can't be asked. <laughs> I just cannot be bothered with anything. Tomorrow night is games with the kids. That should be okay. Pretty much running things from the notes I did before. And um, kind of to some degree on the fly, seeing what they want to do. It'll be interesting to see what they choose to do. In terms of extra prep, though, and getting ready for that, I, I just really don't have the will or the energy. So I'm just going to have to go with what I've got, which, you know, it's a fair amount of stuff and plenty of um, opportunities for them, I guess. That's fine. Anything beyond that? <sighs> really struggling. Had a good read over the weekend, Traveller, which I've been enjoying doing, um, setting up myself for my own gaming. 
That being said, I don't know, feel a bit kind of lonely. Keep looking at the fantasy trip and thinking it would be great to crack open that. There's some good solo scenarios in there to try out for starters. Um, just vaguely disappointed that nobody around me seems interested in playing it. But hey, we'll see how that goes. Much beyond that. Yeah, just feeling cheesed off. So there you go. Is this my down point this week? <laughs> Tuesday morning, just um, drove into work, sitting in the car. Did a little bit of work on World Anvil this morning, which was interesting and fun. I uploaded a map of Northern Palantia, and I dropped um, my very first top pin into the map, which connects to other articles, and I suddenly realised how actually exciting it is to sit and sort of build the world um, and record it in... Um, you know, a kind of uh, journal format, I suppose. This kind of like um, organising structure that allows me to uh, create, really, and record and keep everything. What I like about World Anvil, and it suddenly struck me as well, is that, you know, I can sit and work on my laptop, but I can also work on any device that can connect to the internet. So, you know, when I'm accessing it a game this afternoon with the kids, I can look it up on my iPad, Um such information as there is there isn't a lot on there yet from me but i felt quite encouraged this morning dropping the grimsfort pin in the map connecting to that article and then realizing that you know i have the moment i've made everything private but you can make elements of the world public um or you can make them available to only certain people so i could for example reveal bits of information to specific uh, groups of people or even to individual players if they choose to sign up and access it. So that's interesting. I think what I'm going to do is spend some time building on that over the forthcoming holiday next week. Um, and then I think I might give players access to that and let them to poke around and obviously ask questions and, and build in um, other stuff as we go, really. This is really good. What else to talk about? Not a lot. Feeling better today. Was really hacked off um, over the last couple of days, but feeling a bit better. As I said last week, I think the realisation is that this group on Tuesday afternoons, um, this younger group, is my group at the moment. That's the only active group I have. Um, so, you know, going to enjoy some time with them this afternoon. I've not there, I've got a day at work, so... <laughs> Better get going into the into the building, I guess. In the immortal words of Victor Meldrew, I don't believe it! Basically, I'm home early because school club couldn't go ahead. Uh, it's one of those weird things that only really happens in schools. Uh, essentially, it's exam season, and some of the rooms, uh, like mine, which is kind of at the end of a corridor, they get used for kids who have some kind of special need, like the need to like work on a laptop or have a scribe or have a reader or just need a quiet space because they need extra time whatever there's loads and loads of reasons and they're all pretty legit but they use rooms and often we get notified um, so if for example i'm going to have you moved because i have a lesson and it needs to be moved to another room so my room can be used for the exam i get notified of that but if as is the case today the very last period of the day is a lesson that is free for me you won't get notified and so i finish lunch and i come out and i discover that my room is being taken over. The whole end of the corridor is being taken over. My colleagues have been moved away, but I didn't know about this. And the exam that was going on 
basically the guy uh, coming to that exam and a very unlikely thing kind of arrived a bit late which meant the exam was going to run well over into the end of the school day and that consequently meant that I couldn't actually get into my room to get my staff to better run the club I mean what are the chances <laughs> so yeah I had to cancel the club and send the kids away which is really down and depressing and how many the upside is I'm home earlier, but crikey. So, I don't know. There you go. Realities of teaching. <laughs> I don't know. Though. I just, I see it. You know, next week is holiday, so I won't be gaming with the kids for another fortnight. And I haven't gamed now for, for four weeks um, with the adults, so Saturday's dead. There's no gaming. I guess I'm going to have to turn my mind to prep. So there's something I want to talk about. I want to talk about the loss of forward momentum. What I mean is that as a GM, as someone who plans and provides games for other players, I become acutely aware that I am very dependent upon the energy of my players to maintain my own forward momentum, my own ability to keep preparing and prepping and delivering games. And right now, I've lost momentum. I haven't been at the table with the adults for... It's been at least four weeks. I've effectively not had a game with the school group for four weeks... And my Saturday night game is dead in the water. And there's a great amount of entropy in those games because I don't have the external input and energy of my players to help maintain my enthusiasm. And I don't know whether that's just a me thing or whether that's a thing that GMs generally suffer from, I don't know. And I say the word suffer because, yeah, it is a difficult thing. It's a thing I wrestle with. This inertia versus momentum in terms of providing things for other people. If I'm left on my own, if I imagine for a moment that I am just going to not run games for anyone else, then I know that I could go and solo game. And then I visit a whole different set of ideas and different set of possibilities. You know, I could go and try out a game I haven't played yet. I could go and revisit something I love as I was talking about earlier in the week, about going and revisiting the Third Imperium from Traveller, for example, or going to RuneQuest and the world of Glorantha. You know, those are all possibilities. But the far more exciting possibilities for me as a solo player are the creative ones. And it's about that creative energy. And at the moment, what's happening to me is that my players are essentially not available 
through various things. And none of it is really their fault. It's just that they're not available. They're not around me. And they haven't been around me for several weeks. And because I live every day as a day and I try not to project too far forward and I try not to like hang on to the past for reasons that I probably would explain in another um, full episode at some time. But because I don't hang on to that, because I live more day by day than probably a lot of people do. One of the realities of that is that I find it hard to maintain momentum and excitement on behalf of other people. I am by nature an introvert. I draw my energy from being alone. I draw energy from exploring my own inner creative world and I get excited about the things that I'm excited about without much outside input. But when it's about doing something for someone else, I find that I am very dependent on feedback from them. As a teacher, if I am teaching students who are giving me nothing back, I become become a person who struggles to find enthusiasm for that group of people. I will always be passionate about my subject, but it's hard to bring energy and invest energy in a group of people who give you nothing back. And it's no different with gaming. It's really hard to give energy that costs me so dearly, like, personally it is so draining and so all consuming really to spend time with other people and to give them a positive experience of whatever it is that I'm trying to do it's so hard to do that it's so much effort that if I don't get anything any kind of sense or from them that this is what they want this is enjoyable this is something they're invested in you know, if things get in the way and enough time passes, then the entropy builds and I lose momentum and I lose interest. And I go back into my little box and I play games on my own. So I don't know whether that's just me. I kind of suspect it is. I can't imagine there are many gamers out there who are quite as in their own little head as I am, but I don't know. Maybe, and just hopefully actually, there's a part of me that really hopes that someone listening to this is going to go, yeah, that's me, I get that, I see that too. But I wanted to put it out there, I wanted to say it, because I'm feeling entropy, I'm feeling a lack of momentum in preparing anything for anyone else right now I know that looking forward I know that it's at least two weeks until I have to sit in front of uh, the school group and it's at least a week and a half until I have to potentially sit in front of adults who are going to roll up characters and that's assuming they come and so for me this whole thing is like a massive effort And I don't really know what to do about that. 
what I do know is that I want to go back into my own creative world. I want to go and game alone because that for me is a lot of fun. And I realized that over the last two or three weeks, this struggle to create a game for others that I could do forever, I realized that I can't really do that. Not for others. I could create a game that I wanted to play for me, and I could do that forever. I could create a game for me that I love and play in, and I could probably share it with others, actually. But I could never do someone else's dream. I could never just do someone else's desire without feedback, without that ongoing two-way flow of energy that allows me to maintain momentum. I don't know if that makes any sense whatsoever or if I just sound like the most bizarre person ever, but there you go, I'm putting it out there. Loss of momentum. All right, good. Um, back from the post office. It's time for a quick unboxing. This one rattles. It's cool. Right, running through the house. Da, da, da. You go to the kitchen, find some kind of blade. Usually I grab the big scissors. <laughs> right, what have we got? Uh, yes, I love that sound. All right, good. Okay, I, well, I know this is, um, the label says it's from Mongoose. This is Mongoose Publishing. So, <laughs> no prize for guessing what I've been buying. Um, okay, two items in here. So, uh, there's a little pamphlet and there's a box. Okay. There's the box. Right, okay, we've got the Traveller 2nd Edition Element Class Cruisers box set. The Shipbuilder's Blueprints um, and Naval Campaign Sourcebook stuff in a box set. It's the last of the box sets, basically, that I so glad I don't own. Just going to get rid of this box. That's in the recycle bin. Fantastic. Right. Okay, so Element Class Cruisers. And in the pamphlet is Naval Adventure Number 1 Shakedown Cruise, which I know is kind of a reprint of quite an old module, I think. Um, I seem to remember Shake Going Cruise like years and years ago, even back at the days of um, Comstar, even possibly around then. Anyway, cool, you know. Um, you kind of with this, you this particular module, Naval Venture, you need the Shipbuilders Blueprint box, and I was curious about it because uh, essentially, this is a how to run campaigns that are like a naval proper naval campaign. Like, actually, your ship guys, you know, your your characters are crew on a starship and they are giving the rounds. And I was just kind of curious about that, really. So, looks really, really interesting. Um, it's going to get the, the blade again and um, take off the shrink wrap. Or should I do the traditional thing of just pull it? Oh, just pull it. Look at that. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. 
Tony in the box. Oh, that smell. That smell of box. In the rubbish. Right. I do love, I'll tell you what I do love. It's going to move the mic. Tell you what I do love. I love the little pull thing inside the box sets that Mongoose do. It's a little red ribbon and you can use it to pull the books out. And it's kind of underneath everything, which is great. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to have to put those down. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Blueprints, which are essentially A3 posters, no, A1 posters, uh, maybe even A0 posters, full size, bloody great posters, probably A0 actually, um, of this one's Deck 3 Spinal Weapon Particle Accelerator Cross Section, and essentially the entirety of the Starship's kind of internal plans. Um, I'm presuming is the element class cruiser and um, but there are basically blueprints in like 12 pages so yeah that'll keep me quiet naval campaign sourcebook <clears throat> okay so we're looking at a paperback shiny thick kind of uh, cover but paperback what we're looking at here get past the things 60 pages to the index, um, a couple of pages behind it with sheets and forms, which I know are available digitally as well. And what I did find cool, and I do continue to find cool with Mongoose as well, is that when you buy something from their website, you're going to pay full whack, but you are going to get the PDF for free. And I do think that kind of makes paying full whack kind of worth it, really. Naval Campaign Sourcebook, and then I've got the Elements Cruisers book as well, which is basically about that class of ship, no doubt. Um, Cruisers of the Imperial Navy and such. Why did I buy this? Mostly to complete, to be honest with you, to complete my set of two second edition Traveller, but also because at the weekend, as you have heard, I was very much thinking, I want to play in the Third Imperium. As of now, I'm not entirely sure that's what I want to do. Um, I don't really know what I want to do, let's be honest, but there we go. I'm going to put Shakedown Cruise in the box, um, and I'm going to close the box, and I'm going to call that an unboxing. Just a quick update. I've just received a lovely envelope through the post, which was... Um, sent for me, and uh, I've just opened it up, and it's this beautifully, like, carefully kind of put together a little package with a note saying, hope you can put these to good use, signed Chris. And of course, that's going to be Christian Richards, who just the other day via MeWe said, hey, I've got some spare tiles, some of the 2.5D dungeon tile stuff that he does, and would I like it? And maybe we could use it for school. So I said yes, and oh my goodness, it's not just simply like some of the printed stuff that you can get. Um, you know, like there's various kind of off cuts and bits and pieces of, um, so I've got like dungeon floor and I've got um, wall sections and doors and I've got various bits of terrain like pits and holes in the ground and stuff like that. Um, but actually, on top of all of that, and there are sheets and sheets and sheets of this stuff, you know, absolutely awesome, including, oh my goodness, like little bits of scrolling and other stuff. Um, 
He's also sent me a copy of his little book of dungeons, which is just fabulous, like in print. I, I had this, I bought this a long while ago from Christian, um, and, um, you know, as a PDF, it's just a really great book, and I'd completely forgotten about it, to be honest with you. And there are so many little dungeons in here, it's just awesome. Um, so thanks, Christian. That's just absolutely brilliant of you to send it over. And I'm just going to say, all this pre-printed stuff is from Squarehex. So if you go to squarehex.co.uk, uh, you can find um, packs that you can buy of pre-printed 2.5D stuff. And then if you go to Christian Richards' YouTube channel, um, you can, it's Crooked Staff Publishing, you can um, actually find guides on how to put the stuff together. And of course, if you just go to Crooked Staff Publishing on um, Drive-Through RPG, you can buy the little book of dungeons. Um, or if you want, you can go to Square Hex and buy a copy, printed copy of Little Book of Dungeons in print, which is just lovely. And um, yeah, I just, I'm just blown away actually. That's such a nice gesture. Chris, Chris is obviously a patron, um, and if you know that, he's a patron of mine, supports me, um, and it's kind of mutual because I support him. <laughs> I think we just swap dollar every month. Um, but he does awesome stuff. He does. Geomorph um, stuff every month. You support him on his Patreon, you get access to every month new Geomorph map tiles, which you can sort of drop into, you know, whatever editor you want and build your own maps and something I fully intend to use and want to use. And he does the 2.5D stuff and his company, you know, his little studio, I guess, just produces so much good stuff. He's such a good guy. So so grateful Chris thanks so much for that that's awesome and um, guys seriously check them out just been talking to someone about world building and one of the interesting things that was said was how a lot of GMs a lot of creatives generally authors and game designers whatever how they have often tinkered with many projects before something catches them on fire, catches the muse, if you like, and kind of makes it all alive for them, something they really want to invest their time in. And it struck me that as a GM, you know, that this is the experience that I've had of many times kind of trying to build, trying to make. And the advice I got was a very simple bit of advice, which is just begin and don't worry about it being brilliant, really. Just begin to build something, to make something, to to go with it, to allow creativity to strike. I guess this is why the ancients talked about the muse, you know, the idea that some kind of spiritual being or angelic or deity even would strike you with inspiration. Perhaps it is the best way of explaining our capacity as human beings to create, to imagine, to go beyond who we are and and create something greater. I don't know. I, I don't know, really. It, all I know is that some things make me excited and some ideas leave me cold. And I can never predict it. It's like you can't plan for creativity. And I don't know where I'm going with this idea. I don't, know, I don't know if it's of any value whatsoever, but I wanted to hold the thought that maybe the answer is in just beginning 
And if you need to, beginning again and beginning again and again and again until, until the muse strikes. Just a thought. Did you know that Trollord Games have put out Star Siege, um, a sort of quick start booklet, about 44 pages, I think it is, for free as PDF for the Amazing Adventures um, game. So it's an Amazing Adventures Star Siege. Basically taking their old Star Siege um, rule set and revamping it for use with Amazing Adventures, which is a Siege Engine game. And whilst a little different to Castles and Crusades, you know, being designed for the pulp era, it's a little bit more, I guess, um, I don't know what the word is really, just a little bit more pulpy. <laughs> Some different options. But the great thing is because it's a Siege Engine game, you know, as, as I understand it anyway, you can definitely seem to bring over stuff from fantasy into the pulp game and vice versa. So I've heard people on the Crusader podcast, for example, encouraging just this thing. And that's when it hit me. I've got Star Siege and that's going to come soon, a full book for it, I guess. And I have Amazing Adventures and I have... Castle and Crusades, and essentially I have all the three elements of a genre that I want to mix, don't I? So if I want a sci-fi game with magic and kind of, you know, weird dinosaurs and heroes running around, it's Amazing Adventures, Star Siege, and nick stuff out of Castle and Crusades. Duh. So I'm going to let that one mull around my brain, because it's an idea that really flipping well excites me. And, um... Whilst I've been dithering about, thinking about what I what I really want to do, I guess, in my own private little solo gaming and in my head thing, that blend is a really cool one. And, you know, I'm enjoying start the Siege Engine. I'm really enjoying Castle and Crusades, so what the hell? Hey there guys, morning, it's Friday morning, it's the last day of the half term, sun is shining, birds are tweeting, the leisure sensors, air con is blowing out stuff in my car, and uh, yeah, feels good, coming to the end of it all really, um, all my classes exams are now done and dusted, so we uh, really sort of skate into the last half term of the year, dealing with the, the lower school classes and I know, starting to get ready for next year as well. So that's good. But hey, gaming as well. Had a really good look at Amazing Adventures last night. The Siege Engine game from Trollords Games, which basically uses the same system as Castles and Crusades. It's sort of for pulp. And I also took a bit of a look at Star Siege, which is just there's a freebie kind of download of that uh, quick start. And I've had a look at that. And, you know, man, this is really cool. Because I think that the world I really want to run, the weird, screwed up kind of science fiction comes fantasy, science fantasy I suppose is the word we're looking for, that world, that's now a possibility using the Siege Engine and not having to build everything in, from scratch in a game like GURPS or whatever, it sounds like a fun possibility. Um, so yeah, I'm getting that one some thought. And yeah, I know I could use Savage Worlds or I could use a load number of other games to do this, but there's something about looking at Amazing Adventures, I kind of thought, hmm. So yeah, here we are. About to go to work. 
last day of half term, thinking about the hobby, looking at a week ahead of me of hobby time. Bring it on. Half term holiday. I am in you. Fantastic. Just finished Friday night. School's out for a week. Awesome. <laughs> no game tonight. No game tomorrow night. No game until next Friday, in fact. So, hmm. Maybe I've got some time to prep and plan. I don't know. Got a lot to do. Got a little things I want to get done, but it's holiday. Saturday morning, I got up at 3am this morning, which was great. I had such a creative morning. Uh, I've been writing a um, podcast episode and sort of pouring out some ideas that have been like, bumbling around for a while, which is great. And I think I owe a lot of that to starting to read um, Austin Cleon's new book, um, Keep Going, which is about kind of keeping the creative energy rolling um, and like how to keep creative be creative in good times and bad times is kind of the way it's sold. And actually, whilst there's nothing at all in there that was like stunning, surprising, so far completely new, I'm two thirds of the way through the book, um, but it's really good. It pulls together so many things that uh, make sense, and which I've, you know, I know are true to some degree. And of course, puts it in that author's own sort of style, which is quite readable, very light book, very easy to read. Uh, Austin Cleon, uh, keep going. Good read. I can credit Austin for getting me up this morning at 3am and completely not looking at my phone, completely not looking at any of the apps um, until I'd written for two hours. And I did two hours of writing today and it was awesome. I really, I pulled up my writing. I'm not finished. I'm going to do that now uh, before I start editing together, you know, this episode and the next episode of uh, Roleplay Rescue for Saturday. And oh, I just know that, you know, there's some good stuff coming from me. Olde's <laughs> here, which is great. Debbie's out for the day. She's going to um, the show that has completely eluded my mind. The Chelsea Flower Show. That's the one. Debbie is heading to London for the Chelsea Flower Show and I've got the day to myself and most of the evening to myself as well, which is really nice. I'm going to be able to catch up on some editing and some creativity and some reading. So really, really good. And um, yeah, I think you're going to enjoy the next few episodes of Roleplay Rescue. Um, there's a sort of fresh energy coming into what I'm doing and I've enjoyed um kind of getting these ideas down and I'm hoping that it will come through to you guys. I'm really hoping that. Anyway, I digress and I guess I better actually just go and finish this article and then edit all this together for you so you've got another Jim's journal in the bag. That's it for another GM's journal episode. As always, please let me know what you think and drop me an anchor voice message to share your response. My goal is to create a community of discovery about role-playing games in which you can feel accepted, whether as a player or as a game master. Come and join the conversation. In the meantime, all that's left is to wish you a fond farewell and all the best at your gaming table. My name is Che Webster, and this has been a Roleplay Rescue GM's Journal episode. See you again on the flip side. 
game on.